Mealtime inspiration. It's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Buddy. Hello, my friend. Hello, my love. How have you been, dude? You know, we were we were not podcasting for too long. For a long time after doing it for a long time. I know. And to be fair, I was glad. <laughs> no. Oh, it was I mean it was, it was a good we needed a little bit of a break. We needed it, a break. It's I, no willy-nilly podcast up in her. I did not realize how tired I was and how emotionally tired. And it was the holidays, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh mm-hmm. my god, it was like everything. I think every year we should take December off for the podcast. Oh yeah. Like well, we just, can record stuff but just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, like ahead mm-hmm. of time, but nope, no sirree, Bob. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I really care about this. This is the same as like writing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this is this is means a lot to me. Yeah, we want it. We want it. It's our baby. It's our baby. It's, it's our, our baby. baby. This is literally my baby. I think <laughs> we could raise a child together. Dude, I mean, that would mean I would be bad cop. I'm not saying I want to do that. <laughs> I'm just saying I'd rather raise a child with you than with some guy. Oh, I think it'd be really fun. It would be like, be, okay, anyways, let's not get into this right now. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> but it's so funny how relationally everybody's different. So, like, me to Ella, I'm good cop, she's bad cop. You to Hannah, I'm bad cop, you're good cop. Yeah, you I know, mean, that's what I would have to really, oh my God. Because I'm afraid if I had a child, I would be so concerned with like, I want, I just want the child to like me, which is like, oh my God, so not healthy or good at all. And I like, I don't want to do that to anybody. And I'm concerned that if I have a kid, I'm going to be like, what do you provide <laughs> to the world, oh, right. my kid? And you know what? You don't know what you're going to get. No, you don't. Raising a child is like tending to your inner child, which is why- we're confronting perfectionism. Right. But before we get there, Hannah Gelb, let's get a little lighthearted. What's something that you have just really loved this week? Well, I have almost completed season four of Supernatural. Mm. And I wish I cared about my life as much as I care about Sam and Dean's lives. Oh, my goodness. They're just, it's so good. So they're it's so good. Basically, Supernatural is. Buffy except boys? Wait a minute. Mm. Wait a minute. Didn't we talk about Supernatural on episode zero? Yes, but okay. this is different. How is it different? What has changed? What I'll tell you what's changed. I had not seen season four yet. <laughs> I don't think I'd seen season three or four. You know See, what? See, it starts out very Buffy-like. Very like at Monster of the Week kind of. But then when you get to season three and four, you get to like this incredibly 
the layers of Sam and Dean's relationship and not like all these like trust issues they have. And like, see, you know what it's about? It's about family. That's what the show is about. It's about family dynamics. Holy shit. And hot guys. And for more thoughts on Supernatural, (laughs) you can check out our Patreon. If you, oh my God. has my full permission and consent to talk about Supernatural as much as she wants via blog posts on our Patreon at patreon.com slash analyze this. <laughs> I'm so excited because I just, it literally just hit me how I can talk about anything on there. I know. <laughs> anything man. at all. I know. <laughs> it will feel like such a freedom until it becomes a burden. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to not, I'm going to put that away. Uh, well, we're trying to relieve ourselves of burdens and the burdens that we right. bring into our lives via our own baggage, mm-hmm. which is why today on the second episode of the Perfectionism Module, we are talking about perfectionism, how the cycle works. Not, not good. Not great. So uh, let's throw in some tunes. To recap, last week we defined perfectionism. This week we have been making note of things in our lives that are through our perfectionist lenses. So what we're going to do today is we're going to lightly bring them up talk about it a little bit, and then we're going to get really fucking nitty-gritty. So nitty and gritty, in fact, we're going to be talking about the underlying rules and assumptions that get activated by our thoughts, the unrelenting standards that are activated, the perfectionism behaviors, the perfectionistic thinking, and how the cycle starts all over again. Uh, I am actively scared and slightly upset. Oh, that's, yeah, I'm upset. I feel like angry, but at who? I'm like mad. I'm mad too. I'm like, who did this to me? And then I'm like, well, wait, I don't, I don't know. I'm right now trying to fight against my thought of why do you think this can work? Oh, like this intervention? Yeah. That could be right there saying like, what's the point? It's not going to work. You know what I mean? But in the season one finale of Supernatural, just kidding. Oh my God. (laughs) I promise. Look, we are out here. In heart. My dear friend, yes. what, how has perfectionism reared its ugly head? Reared its ugly head in your life this past week. Okay, I'm on a massive deadline for my book, my third book, uh, My Drug Kitchen Holidays How to Savor and Celebrate All Year Round. And so the book is total like 250 ish pages, okay? It is impossible for me to write it in one sitting. And it's impossible that every single chapter is going to be good the first time you write it. Some things will be better than others. So the way we're doing it right now, because my original deadline was in January and it is now March, is that I am doing a month a day, which is four recipes at a time. Four recipes a day. Yeah. The issue is- like a lot to me. It is to Yes. But the issue is, is that if I don't do four, I don't turn in any. So even if I do three, I'm like, So that's how my perfectionist reared up its ugly head this week. Can't wait to get into the cycle. How about you? (laughs) Well, I noticed um, at work when I get there in the morning, I make a to-do list for the day and it starts out incredibly neat and tidy. And sometimes I'll like write on the top and I'm like, that T looks weird. And then I'll like rip the page out and start over because I'm like so neurotic. that I don't know. I'm just like, and then I'm like, oh, it's because I'm so like visual. <laughs> uh, You're like, it would be so cool if it wasn't hindering me. <laughs> yeah. Then as the day goes on, I just start like scribbling shit and then it looks crazy. Then the next day, I still have things left over from the previous day and I start writing a new list. The point is, I just like get so caught up in the writing of the list that I just like don't even get started or like I'll have a backlog of lists. So the list itself isn't perfect enough to even be a list of things you can do. 
Yeah. Oh, let's get into it. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's like, I just don't want to start. Well, it could be because it's like my time. It's like the one opportunity usually in my day to like make something pretty or like be creative in some way. And my creativity is like leaking out of my body and it's like making me crazy. And there's like no way to do anything about it. Whoa. Yeah, man. But it can. So the list. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So the list is manifesting as your outlet, but it's an inappropriate outlet. Right. It's not the time. It's not the right time. But if you do have the urge to doodle in the beginning of the day, maybe you can do that. Like make your list. But then you're like, oh, why would I doodle something now? Because I've made a list of things I need to do. Oh, I don't know, doctor. Dude, or I'll, I mean, sometimes I'll be like, oh, yeah, God, I sure have a lot of do things to do that really need to get done. Anyways, I'm going to draw a Sailor Moon now. But then what if that's freeing up space to help you do those things <laughs> by like being, I don't know, allowing yourself a little bit of wiggle room there. Ugh, okay. Yeah. But, I don't but, know. Guys, uh-huh. we're getting into it. So yeah. here's the thing. What we want to do is talk through, really break down the cycle of perfectionism. Here it's actually called, the example we're using is called the model of perfectionism, and we will be providing links so that you guys can check it out yourselves. The entire module workbook that we did is a little confusing. So um, Fabienne, our wonderful, beautiful producer, cut it up into reasonable pieces, portions, and bites. This is the perfectionism modules abridged. The model of perfectionism begins with an underlying judgment. For instance, for me, I judge my self-worth largely by how I perform, my productivity level. From there, the model goes into three, I don't want to call them sections, uh, three things that reinforce the, the correctness of this judgment. Three things that contribute to your perfectionism feeding upon itself and growing stronger. And so what are those three things? Okay, one is an underlying set of rules and assumptions that are activated by the judgment. For instance, anything that begins, I must, I should, I can't. Those are all the rules and assumptions you have arbitrarily decided to dictate your life. And like side note, kind of, in the first episode, we say perfectionism, part of it is really high standards. And then we're like, well, but isn't it good to have high standards sometimes? Yes, but sometimes no. And then I'm like, but what are high standards really? If we didn't live in a horrible imperial capitalist society, would we have these things called high standards? What is a human life is what I'm asking. Okay, well, <laughs> like unreachable. Yeah. A standard that inhibits its own accomplishment is therefore too high. Yes, you're right. I just think, I think standards are dumb. All human rules are dumb. Okay, anyways, I don't oh, know. That's, a good, that's good. That's a good. I don't point. know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> it's wonderful you bring that up, Hannah, because the second thing that enforces our already self-assessed judgment of worth is an unrelenting standard. An example of an unrelenting standard is something that is set for yourself that is unrealistically high and inflexible. If the standard cannot be bent, if the standard can't be brought down to a level where you can reach it, then that standard is unrelenting. Then that standard is actually just a whip. It's just a tool to berate yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And the fear, like, if you're like, if I meet this standard, I'm okay. I will succeed or I am loved or I can be accepted, something like that. But by attaching such basic things that you are entitled to as a person, by attaching, if I meet this standard, I will be loved. Mm -hmm. By virtue of the fact that the standard is unreachably high, that takes you away from allowing yourself to be loved. Right. It's like a perfect little, little... Fuckery fuck fuck, shit. It's a shitstorm of fuckery. It's a shitstorm of fucking screwing yourself, man. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's, after a while, you're like, that's how I want it. Yeah. 
And you know what the worst part is? That's only number two. There's oh, a number. God. There's a number three in this perpetuate self-perpetuating cycle of perfectionism, and that is perfectionism behaviors. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was startling. Okay, so we have decision making, reassurance seeking, excessive organizing, and list making, giving up too soon, procrastination, not knowing when to stop. Attempts to change other people. Oh, that little chestnut. Um, <laughs> overcompensating, correcting, checking, hoarding, failure to delegate, slowness, avoidance. Oh. These are all the fun ways that you can manifest your perfectionist behavior. So effectively, the cycle to review at this point begins with an underlying perfectionistic rule and assumption, an unrelenting set of standards to meet that assumption, Behaviors that reflect your attempts to meet the standard that hit the assumption, which leads you back to the beginning of how you judge your self-worth. Mm-hmm. So Hannah and I have, uh, I, I, I actually, filling out this model of perfectionism made me feel genuinely upset because the conclusion I have arrived to and that we will explore in this episode, I'm scared there's nothing I can do about it and mm-hmm. I won't ever change. I have no idea how we can change. Doing this model of perfectionism and answering these questions has left me feeling a little bit helpless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's risk, guys. If you start doing this, don't stop because I don't want to stay in this space. This is usually the point where I had abandoned the project. Okay. Well, here's what I'm going to say, dude, and to everybody and myself. I think this is where it's really important to like take a breath and be kind to yourself and be like, have as much compassion for yourself as possible. Be like, this is really hard. Like, of course you would think that. This is really hard. It's very complex. Happens every day. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Like, I hear it. Yeah. And I think if you're like, oh my God, if like, for example, if I had that thought, then I would be depressed because I was like, I'm the kind of person who has that thought. But this time I'm going to try to have compassion for that thought. Mm. Be like, yeah, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can change. Okay. So I'm having the thought. And go, shut up. No. <laughs> uh, Just kidding. I wish. No, no, no. I'm having the thought that I'm ready to share right after this. Oh, boy, this podcast sure did get less fun. <laughs> you know, yeah. This- I hope this is enjoyable, actually, for people still. Uh, <laughs> Me too. I yeah. mean, frankly, I would love to hear everyone's thoughts and feedback via their actual human voices. Absolutely. So, you guys, if you want to leave us a voicemail letting us know what you're thinking about the episode so far or your thoughts that you want to contribute to possibly be featured, guess what, in episode three, just go to patreon.com slash this and sign up for the heart crystal status or higher. Gelb, do you want to tell them uh, what the various ranks are? I would absolutely love to do that. We have our soldiers of love and justice. Yep. Necessary and warriors of perfect. truth and beauty. We have space time keys, which obviously very important. We have heart crystals. We have dream mirrors. We have star seeds. We have moon gorgeous meditators. Oh, those are all such incredible ranks. <gasps> moon gorgeous meditators, FYI. Well, you know what? Just go read the description. <laughs> For that tier, you are under no obligation to participate. You know who is obligated to participate? Us. Me and you. Yeah. So this Hannah's right her. Those Hannah's right her. (laughs) But yes, please join us because we want to hear about what you think about perfectionism and your experiences with it. I would love that. Oh, I would love that so much more than continuing this. (laughs) You know, okay, as you said, writing this down 
was very upsetting. <laughs> but it made it very clear to me how my cycle kind of works. Okay, so I judge my self-worth also kind of like, what am I contributing to the world? Like, what am I making? What am I doing? Like, am I interesting? This kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then because I've defined my self-worth by what I'm making, it's too scary to make anything. Right. So, so then I don't do anything. And then that reinforces the idea I'm a huge failure because I don't make anything. So let's do the form okay. one step at a time. Okay. I'm going to walk you through the form and then you walk me through the form. Okay. Because I think it helps to have somebody guiding. Okay. Ooh, okay. 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 All right. So tell me the first box, which is I judge my self-worth largely by. Well, the first thing I wrote was <laughs> do anything. Okay. And then that kind of funneled down to I judge my self-worth largely by how well I complete things that are important to me and also how I face my fears. Ooh. Great. Stay stay there. All right. So how well you complete things that are important to you, which is in line with what we talked about last week, which is that our goal for the perfectionism units are, for you, it's being like leaving a task incomplete, dude. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. So what are the rules and assumptions activated by this judgment? Okay. Um, So here's my- Must, shoulds, can'ts. I must always unflinchingly do the scariest thing. Oh, my God. I must always unflinchingly do the scariest thing. What standard does that mean? Uh, because I must constantly be improving. Wow. <laughs> so the need to constantly be improving leads into what perfectionistic behaviors? Quitting before I'm starting and procrastinating, which then leads to anxiety, depression, because I'm like, I'm never going to do anything. I'm, I'm never going to get anything done. I'm never going to have the life I want because- this life that I want of like being improving and being the person I want to be because I can't even get started. So on the list, it's procrastinating. Mm-hmm. Can you just say them again? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I would say for me- I, don't, I think depression and anxiety is a result of the state. Right, you... right. Oh, okay. So like avoidance. Oh my God. Perfect example. Wait, wait, wait. Not being able to make a decision. Decision-making. Decision-making. Reassurance-seeking. Excessive Ooh. organizing and list-making. Well, we just talked about that, about my work, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Dude, that's literally happened just now. What I just talked about. Okay, here's one that happens all the time. Having a messy workspace slash room slash house, being like, I can't do anything because it's messy. Yeah, look at the. That's how I feel about uh, having a messy car. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, I am um, a train wreck of a human being because my car is messy. Mm-hmm. So I will just not get in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's the perfect solution. Oh my God, absolutely. Procrastination, putting off starting an assignment for the fear it won't be done right. Delaying, oh my God. Yes. Delaying starting a healthy eating plan, for example, until the time feels right. So I'll be like, well, I can't eat healthy because I have a birthday coming up in three weeks and I'm going to eat a lot of cake. Mm. Can't. So might as well just like fucking cheeseburger, bacon, baby for breakfast every day until then. (laughs) This is really great, too, because reading some of these, I don't do all of these, but I can see things that other people in my life have done. I know. And reading these, uh, the perfectionism behaviors, again, well, I already said them, but the perfectionism behaviors, it's nice because I see things that I did in the past and I don't do anymore. Oh, nice. Yeah, which gives me some hope that we're kind of growing through it. Mm-hmm. I want to return though. Okay. It's interesting to me about what happens if in your perfectionistic behavior, you are given reassurance, like last week with all those people that are like, I wish Hannah felt better about blank or, you know, whatever. I wasn't listening. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> When that happens, do you think that the perfectionist behavior of reassurance seeking might actually confirm and validate the unrelenting standard? 
Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't change how you feel. You're like, people are trying to reassure me because my unrelenting standard, my false thinking is legitimate. Because mm-hmm. I was like, how is reassurance a bad perfectionistic behavior? How could that be a bad thing? What do we mean? Like external reassurance? Yeah. A, a, a reassurance as right. defined by. Right, right, right. Uh, well, it's kind of funny that it's even, that it's part of it because it's like, it doesn't matter how much you get. It doesn't ever resonate, doesn't sink in. Which is what makes it the unhealthy perfectionistic thinking, not a healthy set of people need reassurance in response to something that they're concerned about. But justifying and validating an unrelenting standard is not a concern. Like, Mm -hmm. oh man, is this weekend the right weekend to do this? I, I don't know if it's, you know, I'm already overbooked or something. And the reassurance of like, you just get everything done during the week or- yeah, let's change it. That's an actual like problem, not trying to meet an unrelenting standard. This is a smart module. <laughs> that was a smart module. You know? Yeah. Okay. So the next step in the module is perfectionistic thinking. So following these behaviors, what do you think about yourself? So you mean like following, procrastinating, all that stuff. Reassurance, so, all those things. What well, do you think about yourself? That's usually when I'm like so mad at myself and just start to like spiral into despair. Because <laughs> so usually I'll just be like, well, fuck, this is so hard and I can't seem to get started and I can't seem to get started for 30 years. How am I ever going to get started? Oh my God. I Look, am- that's fail to meet standard. So the perfectionistic thinking tells you that you're failing to meet the standard. Mm-hmm. Which is doing something, I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah. And under that. And then that's the self-criticism. I'll never be I'll never be happy. I'll never have the life I want. I'm never going to make a thing because here I am procrastinating and I can't do anything. Which leads you to the judgment ultimately, which is, again, I judge my self-worth largely by how well I complete things. It is a cycle. It's a perfect cycle. It's a perfect fucking cycle. That can never be, it's like never be met. Holy shit. Well, how the fuck are we going to do? How are we going to make this better? (laughs) I don't know, man. Drugs? A lobotomy? LSD. Yes. (laughs) Hey, guys. Sorry. This is the last episode of Analyze This because we've realized that, in fact, all you need to do is take LSD. (laughs) JK. JK. I've never touched the stuff. Never will. I'm interested in microdosing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really hard to, like, follow this down because I feel like I've tried in the past. I feel like, okay, so the standards come from my assumptions, and I have this assumption that's, like, I need to be this, like, person that I imagine, and I don't know why. I don't know where that came from. Well, it comes from, but being the person you imagine is the standard. Because the person you imagine is based off of the rules, based off of the thought to define your self-worth. Mm-hmm. That's what this is saying. Yeah. It, it's showing how interconnected these things are. Right. There is not one without the other. Mm-hmm. They all reinforce each other. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the, 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 the thought, the, the judgment of self-worth creates the rules. Create, the rules create the standard. The standard creates a behavior. The behavior turns into a thinking the thinking turns into self-criticism, which goes back to the core wound of your value and worth being defined by how well you complete things mm-hmm, for you. Mm-hmm. You know? So like I think- Conversely. Conversely, I think I'm following you. <laughs> so here's my question. Let's say cleaning your room, completing cleaning your room. You fail to do it. We know it turns into the self-criticism that you suck. You can't do anything at all. Mm-hmm. 
What if you did clean it? What happens next? You know, I think to be fair to myself, I think sometimes I'm I'm like, hey, we did it. Cool. Um, if I'm not in that space, I'm probably like, well, I could have done it better. I could have managed my time better. I could have done it, could have planned, could have done it could have been better, is the bottom line. If I was some other person, also could have had a better attitude while I was doing it. Oh my God. I know. God, this is awful. Oh my God. But that makes perfect sense because then even if you complete the task. Right. I'm still not the person I want to be. There's a higher level of completion mm-hmm. that is still incomplete. Mm-hmm. Because it's as if the thought, the, the, the thought you use to judge yourself worth always is the absolute truth. And even if your actions speak against it, well, then maybe There's your no actions way to weren't. Win. Maybe your actions weren't the right ones. There's no way to win. There's no way to win. Yeah. Wow, what and a hopeless, <laughs> hopeless time in the podcast. And then, okay, so I want to be this person I imagine. That's where it's all coming from. And then my brain is like, if I can be that person, that means I'm okay. Or like, I'm special. Or my life means something. And I've tried to like write all this down and be like, well, what does that mean? What does special being mean? What is life meaning something mean? Like, that's just dumb. But it's like, I can't seem to like get to the like. End of a circle? I can't seem to that like statement of like, I need to be special. And it's like, why? So that my life will mean something. So what do you mean? People who aren't, what does special mean? Also, what does that mean? What is like, Dude, that's the rule and the standard. I judge my life by if I'm like how well I am being special. Why? Because I need to meet like that's the rule. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. And I think that like what you torture yourself with when you go down like the cycle is that we're looking for def- definitions instead of experiences. Like the reason why you're not arriving at a conclusion is because it's not a math problem. Ugh, you're right. So just you're just crazy. Walking, you're just walking yourself through the same cycle of thought trying to find the exit. Mm. But if you're walking in a loop, there is no exit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I guess I thought, I thought I could like break it down like CBT style even. Like what would being special give me? It would mean life isn't meaningless and hopeless. Okay, well, couldn't life mean something and be hopeful without the word special? <laughs> like, and I'm like, yeah, still, but doesn't help. Like it doesn't lose its hold, I guess. Yeah. It's like I can logic it out, but doesn't not. Well, that, because that's confronting one part of the cycle instead of breaking the cycle. Because uh, the cycle reinforces itself. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm really glad you guys, I, uh, while we were gone, I upped my Zoloft intake and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like if I hadn't, I would just be a puddle right now. I'd be like, <laughs> I know, I know. Go ahead. And yeah, dude, that's, uh, so that's, that's my shit. And what's kind of sad is, that's only one. I mean, I have multiple assumptions. One of them is I have to unflinchingly do the scariest thing. But there are other ones too. Mm-hmm. So I have to like confront all of them. Well, that's perfectionist thinking right there. You're right. <laughs> I got you again. <laughs> well, this is terrifying and exhausting. So my buddy, why don't we talk about you for a second? Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So oh, God. what would you say in this top box? Yeah. How would you complete the sentence? I judge my self-worth largely by how well I... I judge my self-worth largely by how well I perform. And by perform, I don't mean... I don't mean that. I mean um, fulfill, make a product. By how well I perform my duty of making something. I feel like you have... (laughs) We're holding hands in a funny way. Because your job is not like... 
like other people's jobs where they're like, I'm at my job and then I'm at home. It's like your job is like so tied up with your like who you are. However, every job I've ever had is a direct reflection of myself. Even when I was not working in the entertainment career, I still felt this way. Oh. Even at Geotex, my oh. last real job, uh, I would judge myself from the stacks of paper. And I would want everyone to see, look how good a proofreader I am. Okay. Well then, so what is the underlying rule assumptions? The underlying rule and assumption that is activated is, well, I wrote, people are defined by what they produce slash provide. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. I mean, that's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Just walk me through my cycle. I guess I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I have to call. I'm. I have a lot of thoughts. That's just so interesting because like, I guess it's just so interesting because when you say that, and of course I understand my knee-jerk reaction is like, oh my God, my precious hand of heart, like you would have value and worth if you sat in a sack all day. But it's really hard in our society and in general in life to, yeah. Yeah. It, that, like- that, it falls as empty, to, it falls as hollow to me as someone saying, um, doing some dishes is better than doing none. To you, right? It's the completion of the task, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. For me, it's that people are defined by what they produce and provide. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. just what I think. That's my rule. Mm-hmm, That's my rule. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, what is the unrelenting standard set by this assumption? That um, I wrote the unrelenting standard is that people continue to ask me for things People see me as a resource constantly, and people think of me as a game changer and an innovator. So since people are defined by what the rule being, people are defined by what they provide, then the unrelenting standard I have for myself is that I am only achieving this rule if I am constantly being a resource or resourceful or providing. That's the unrelenting standard. Do you feel like... Do you meet that standard sometimes or most of the time or like never? I'm just asking, dude. I just. You just want to know? I want to know. I'm sorry. I'm deviating from the structure a little bit. I know. I just, I just want to, I'm just curious about you. You're just going to run me through this. Okay. You know? Fine. Can I ask your question again? Okay. My question is, okay, so that's your standard. When do you feel like you're meeting that standard? Or do you ever feel like you're meeting that standard? No. You never. Correct. Okay. Wow. That's. That's tough, dude. Yes. In fact, it's a result of probably the following behaviors. Okay. So that's the standard. What behaviors does the standard result in? Uh, That being my standard results in the following perfectionism behaviors. Uh, Reinsurance seeking, like the validation. Uh, You know, I think of reassurance seeking as, oh, someone's asking me for something. Okay. That's because I am trustworthy and they can and they know I will provide it. So therefore, good. So reassurance seeking. Uh, giving up too soon. If this isn't going to be, uh, if this if this bears no utility, I will stop. Uh, procrastination. Oh my God, this needs to bear utility so I can't start. And last but not least, not knowing when to stop. Mm-hmm. I.e. most of the time when I'm talking to another human and I'm like, no, you need to understand <laughs> this. <laughs> right. So those are my perfectionistic behaviors. Follow me online at twitter.com, <laughs> youtube.com, instagram.com slash harto, H-A-R-T-O. Okay. So what happens when you don't meet those standards? 
When I don't meet those standards, it falls into this perfectionistic black and white thinking about time. Because if in a moment one of those behaviors exists, then all of the time is that moment. So if I procrastinate for an hour, that to me is like, that is time wasted. And if I've already wasted time, it means I waste time. And if I waste time… Like you're a person who wastes time. And therefore, I allow myself to continue the perfectionist thinking Mm -hmm. or the perfectionist behavior. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, oh, I have this behavior and result of my perfectionism. Well, that's because I am a person that wastes time. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Did the pressure just change? Did you guys hear that? It stopped I, raining. Yeah, but I think my, my ear popped on my right side. Oh. I think the, like, the pressure changed. Or it could be a ghost. Could be a ghost. <laughs> she is right. Salt and burn the bones, people. And then the this is what made me the most sad, okay, is when it got to the bottom of the cycle, mm-hmm. you get to the bottom of the perfectionist thinking. Hannah has hijacked her own chart. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just trying to just trying to be a friend. <laughs> and at the bottom, if I don't spend my time well, that's because if I fail to meet my own standard, it's because I suck because I didn't do anything. And that's how well I can judge my self-worth. Wow. If I do meet the standard, it's who cares? It wasn't hard. So I wasn't pushing myself enough. Right. Oh, damn. So I'm still not producing enough. Mm-hmm. I could always be doing more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that goes, takes me back to the top. That's like a CBT pattern too. It's like, it's like, it's like magical thinking. Like I did it, but it was not hard. Like, right. Anyone could do it. Right. Like, but, well, so it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right. By virtue of the fact I was able to do it, it immediately devalues the work. Oh, this is getting dark. Dude, that's what I'm saying. <sighs> that's why I was like, I don't feel, I, I hate yeah. this, this model. I'm like, we're. All hope is lost. See, yeah, I'm telling you that yeah. if I was trying to do this perfectionism thing by myself, I would get to this part and I would quit because I'd be like, well, that is impossible to change, right? It's really hard to look at. But at least we can see it. I, for, I just want you to know, dude, I don't think it's impossible. I, Even if you don't think so, that's okay. I will think it for you. Thanks, buddy. I, I, I know that the only way… The only way out is in. Yeah. And at least I didn't make that up. That's like Tiknot Han or something. That's oh, beautiful. But at least we can see it now. Mm-hmm. At least we can see it. We can but see. But also, it. it's just so upsetting because it's like so sad on so many levels. It's like already this. Like first of all, what's interesting is that I know so many people think this way. It's not like it's oh, it's just us. No, you know? yeah. it's like why are we all so hard on ourselves? Why do we have these standards? And then like the fact that you're like you're like yeah, well, I did it. So obviously, it was wasn't even hard to do. That's you know, just so mean. <laughs> you know what my dad would say? Original sin, spiritual hunger, the lack of God in our lives. That's where this is all coming from? That's where actually every single problem ever comes oh, from. Oh, okay. Well, has he heard of sexy Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he takes my pain away. I, I miss sexy Jesus. Anyway, speaking of my dad, we're going to investigate a little bit of the... Why? Why? Ugh, my. Where does this come from? My least favorite and most favorite question. Yeah. We can see how the cycle of perfectionism feeds on itself. We can see how it works. 
but where did it come from? Next time on Analyze This. Did you like that? I, I did, yeah. 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 If you want to be a part of the Analyze This Earbuds family crew, you can go ahead and head over to patreon.com slash analyze this and donate and be a part of our fam. <gasps> yes, please do. Because as you may know from listening to this for a little while, I always have like 900 extra things that I want to say and talk about and think about and like write about. So I'm going to be posting like lots of stuff in all caps. Hell uh, yeah. So if you want to see it, you got to... Gotta be there. You gotta cough up the dough is what I'm saying. Oh my God. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Or if you don't want to cough up the dough, fear not. You can subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, which will help us make more episodes and show us that you care at all. So subscribe, (laughs) rate, review. Okay, don't take that the wrong way. It's free to care. (laughs) I don't know. Why the fuck are we doing this? Kind to yourselves. (laughs) You want to have a slogan? I'm just saying this was rough. Everyone be kind to yourselves out there. Okay. <laughs>